Blog Talk Radio. Good morning, everyone. This is Truth Light. And uh, for some reason, I was waiting for more of an intro than that. It's the same intro every day. You'd think I'd be used to it. But uh, <laughs> I guess I, I have not had my fair share of caffeine yet this morning. And it was a long, long night. I don't know about anybody else, but there was an awful lot of energy flowing through our little planet last night. And and uh, the dreams were kind of crazy. And the sleep was pretty restless. And even my dog, my beagle, is a... Uh, phenomenal gauge of energy and and when he's nervous usually with thunderstorms he'll sit on my head at night which is a little difficult to sleep with a beagle hat and yes i know dog trainers out there that i should not let my beagle sit on my head but if you saw the face if you just saw the face <laughs> ah yeah if he kind of runs the house anyway so i'm i'm a little a little slow on the uptake this morning, and so I was listening to the uh, the blog talk radio lady, and and just kind of thought she was going to say a little bit more this morning. <laughs> so, you know, usually that makes for a good show, though, because then I don't overthink things and I just let things flow naturally. So um, we do have uh, we're continuing this growing up psychic topic because it actually is, you know, yesterday when we did it. It really didn't sink in when I got that as the topic in my meditation that that it was much more than one show's worth. And so it felt like we kind of just skimmed the surface a little bit um, yesterday and that, you know, perhaps this week I can get some other guests on here and we can go a little more in depth. And so I did ask for people to, uh, you know, to email me, message me here or on Facebook or wherever the mysticaltruth.com website, whatever you like, and uh, and just give me some comments, questions, that kind of thing. If you weren't able to call in today, and so we actually did have uh, we did have a couple of people do so, and uh, one of which is uh, you know, and she said it was okay to use names. So there's a, and I I don't know that I will, but uh, there's a lady in Florida that uh, spring rain peon that would peony excuse me, that we uh, talk about often with the cookbook and the holistic naturals line and all of that. She works a lot with kids and parents who have these special uh, gifted kids, you know, as far as, as psychic abilities, that kind of thing. And um, this this family is one that she's worked with for a little while now. And so uh, the mom, who is just and just wonderful, you know. It's so neat when you find these these kids that are so special, and when their parents are really trying to understand and really willing to open up and learn and and experience these things. And and uh, this mom is has been amazing with that. And her son is now five, and uh, she said she started noticing that he had some gifts around the age of three, and. Uh, I'm hoping I get all the facts straight because I just I read through it and now I can't find the paper that I printed out with all of her comments and questions on it. So I'm going to try to do the best from memory. So she said that she started noticing around three that he had some special gifts and and so she's been trying to learn consistently how you how do you deal with these kids and she's been truly amazing. So um, we are going to discuss the things that that she's written and uh, and you know hopefully some of you will call in with some comments or questions as well. And uh, if you're listening to this show on the archives, please, please email me, message me here or, um, you know, mysticaltruth.com or Facebook. Usually Facebook is actually the best. I hate to say it, but that's the best way to uh, reach me. The Facebook link to the Truth Light page is uh, is on the on the blog talk page. So, um, okay. So first we're going to start with, the uh, some of the questions and comments that that she brought up, and one of the things that she spoke about was um, that you know he her son was very very vocal about things. Yesterday I had mentioned how when I was younger I would sometimes see things or sense things about people and I didn't know any better. I mean when I was little, you know, I didn't know any better than to just blurt it out because I thought, well, everybody must see it, everybody must know it. It didn't seem like there was anything special because when you're little you don't think that you don't think about it. And so she said that uh that this young man when he was about 3, I guess 3 or 4, 
there was a neighbor who had a relative visiting or something, and the the relative was outside on the driveway, and her little boy ran over and and said, you know, you used to be a tiger. <laughs> so the the person's looking like, okay, well, little kids say weird things, right? Well, I think in a lot of cases the reason little kids say weird things is because they see more than we do, and so it's weird to us because we're not seeing through their eyes. But, you know, in fact, it's very likely that he was seeing a past life. She said that she mentioned that he mentioned this tiger regarding to this person often. And so, you know, it's it's interesting because they can see, you know, our vibrational pattern. And here I'm going to go into the mystic science thing. Um, our vibrational pattern as we as we enter each life experience carries that which we have always been. So, if we have been, I don't I don't know, perhaps a tiger in a past life. <laughs> perhaps the tiger energy was just around this person as a totem, you know. But whatever it may be what we have been and what we have encountered is always within our vibration until we really let go of it if it's something outside ourselves. But our vibration is like a fingerprint that we keep refining as we go through life experience after life experience. And so, for example, perhaps this person was a tiger. Perhaps they lived in India and and tigers were just a constant way of life. Perhaps they lived in India and died via a tiger attack. And so, you know, this child was just picking up that tiger vibration and and uh you know, so what do you do if you are a parent of one of these kids and and they're doing things like this. They're running up and they're saying things or they're, you know, it could even be that they they see that, you know, somebody I mean, I have seen um cases where say somebody just lost a baby, they they just miscarried, and a child will run up and say, you know, it's okay, the baby's fine. <laughs> you know, it's actually not that uncommon because that soul is still around you as the mother, you know. And so um, they'll even come up and give messages from the babies to the parents, you know, and because they don't know any better to, you know, that people are going to say, well, how can you even do that, you know, and... And so people don't take them seriously, which is unfortunate because in most cases they're right. <laughs> so when you're a parent and you've got a child who um, is is kind of doing these things, it's really very good. One, you don't want to restrict them. You don't want to say, oh, don't say that, or you don't want to tell people those things. or You know, it's not so much um, curbing the gifts as it is uh, helping them understand when it's, I won't even say appropriate because then we're getting into society constraints and and I'm not a big fan of those. On the other hand, I'm very well aware that, you know, these kids are going to grow up and have to function in society. So I'm also, you know, I grew up kind of a hippie chick, you know, and uh, and not such a big fan of the uh, society restraints and cultural restrictions and that kind of thing. On the other hand, I do get that, you know, you want to be effective, you want to uh, be able to function in the world. And and so we have to help these kids understand how do they take these gifts? How do they, um, you know, they may want to say these things. They may want to give these messages. We need to understand, is this what's happening? Are they psychically sensitive and are they picking these things up? And then help them understand how and when to share these things and why, not just, oh, shush, don't do that. But why? Well, you may, you know, people may not be ready to hear that. Can you, you know, help them refine their gifts so that they can actually begin to ask, does this person need to hear what I'm picking up or am I just, is it just for me to know? Is it just something that the baby's sharing with me or that, you know, I'm just seeing something from a past life and do I really need to tell them that they used to be a tiger? You know, so we do have a caller who uh, who has pressed one to speak with a host. So area code 856, I'm going to go ahead and pull you over to speak with us and just tell us your name. Hi, how are you? Hi. Hi, this is Laura. How are you? Hi. You're breaking up a little bit. What's your name? Laura. Okay, hi. How are you? (laughs) I'm good. How are you? (laughs) 
You went well this morning. It was a energetically filled night. So, um, so now have you? I take it you do spiritual work from your name. Oh, uh, yeah. How'd you know that? I guess you would know that. I guess you would. <laughs> so, do you have some experience working with these these kids growing up psychic? Did you grow up psychic? Kind of uh, what can lend to our conversation today? Well, I kind of um, it's been it's been evolving for me since. and I don't know the area codes or the places that they're from, so I see your area code, but I don't know what that means. Where are you at right now? Where are you residing right now? New Jersey. Okay, because I'm really seeing Pacific Northwest. I don't know why, but it's coming very strongly. So whether it be uh, Washington State or Oregon, I'm seeing that there's opportunity out there, and there's uh, not only students that will benefit from learning from you as you move along your path and this is once you really are moving along and and I feel that there's some strengthening and uh some refining and some uh I do feel like there's some some things coming that will kind of be disillusioning and a bit of a almost like a kick in the stomach kind of as far as things you thought and maybe egoic lessons and that kind of thing and maybe about teachers and um, people that you respect, that kind of thing. There's some, and they're, but what they're, your angels, what they're telling me is that uh, these are refining moments. They're not to throw you off your path. They're not to discourage you. It's very important that you understand that the things that come up that kind of shake you a little bit are meant for you to reflect upon and help you create the person you would like to become. And I'm really strongly seeing Pacific Northwest. It just keeps showing over and over and over again. So I don't know what the connection mm-hmm. is there, but but there there is some connection there for you. And I see you um, probably moving there or at least spending an awful lot of time there. So, um, Do you have any idea what kind of time frame? You know, I think that probably depends on you. Mm. You know, okay. it depends on you. The the situation is already there, you know, but it's when when you get to the point where you'll be attracted to it and and it'll come very clear to you. So it's a it's as you go through your process, this will come up, and when it does, you don't need to question it because it's a definite. And um and just to remember that as as things come up and you're questioning or you're on shaky ground or you're a little disillusioned with things. Um, And that's, you know, people in your day-to-day life as well as teachers and just different situations. I see you moving through things pretty quickly because this is an accelerated point of time we're in. And so... All um, that is already happening for me now though, currently. It's going to continue happening. You're well on your path. (laughs) So it's going to, yeah, it's going to continue happening, but that's why they're wanting you to know this is a uh, this is a refining process for you. It's not to be discouraging or disillusioning or disheartening. It's a okay. refinement, and it's a very quick-paced refinement for you. Mm, and then, that's good to know. yeah, and I do see you moving forward, and I do see you um, having some really nice opportunities that allow you to continue uh, growing spiritually and still having like a nice paycheck that comes in. So oh, that's I a, see that's, that being balanced. <laughs> yeah. yeah so I do need worry. to. I've got another caller, 
who uh, is wanting me to pull them over. So um, best of luck to you. And I see really good stuff in, in the Northwest. So enjoy that. <laughs> okay. Thank you very much. All right. Thanks for calling in. Absolutely. Thank you. All right. Have a great day. Okay, so uh, we do have another caller that's called in, and we will, as soon as we, hopefully the caller will perhaps talk about the, the growing up psychic a little bit. That would be nice, and uh, but we'll see. Sometimes people call in for little mini readings. And um, Okay, so I'm going to pull over. We have on the name, it says Mary Lou Who, so we're going to pull you over. And hi, how are you? Hi, I'm good. I've been listening hi. to your shows every day. You're You're very... Oh, you're breaking up. Oh. You're breaking up. I'm very, and then it went away. I hope it was good. <laughs> Hang on, I'll move. Can you hear me now? I can hear you fabulously, yes. Okay. Sorry. So no. That's okay. So have you been enjoying the shows? Yeah. You, oh, you think good. This, uh, wi- the Wi-Fi will reach all over the house, and apparently it doesn't. Yeah, right. It's kind of funny. On in my house, I have to if I'm on my cell phone, I have to stand on one particular stair, and that's where <laughs> I have to stay. <laughs> so, my, you must do a sprint. Uh, you know, um, T-Mobile actually, but we have zero reception out in the forest. So, yeah, thank goodness for landlines. So, uh, so, what do you think of the growing up psychic topic? Well, you know, I think everybody is psychic, aren't they? But it's really hard Indeed. to understand how to um, how to interpret a different language. Nicely put. Nicely put. Yeah, we are all psychic, and you know that's actually the uh, the main intention of all of the classes that I teach and all of the work that I do is helping people. Really, all it is is learning how you're perceiving. There's there's several different, just several different ways of, just a handful of ways of perceiving. And so it's just learning which language you speak because a lot of people don't know. They're, they hear people talk about seeing things or feeling things, and if that's not their manner of perception, they think they're not psychic. And so I have people come all the time go, oh, I'm not psychic. <laughs> and so by the end of our classes, they realize, well, yeah, you are. It's just a part of... It's psychic. Somebody told me, and I don't know, I haven't researched this, but somebody somewhere in my teachings um, told me that psychic actually means the breath of God, which I think is beautiful. So true or not, I like it. So. Well, I I kind of think that uh, sometimes it's so ingrained with a person, you can't draw a line between you and what that is, and mm-hmm. you want to draw a line between you and that. So you know when that's there and when it's just you. And then the other thing is some people who can read have, like when I was getting trained, people were channelers. And Mm -hmm. uh, you could tell there was like an on-off button. Oh, look, they're channeling. They're on. Right. Whatever it is that I do, I don't have that. So does it mean that I'm never on or I'm always on? I don't know. And see, that's exactly what I was going to add to what you were saying, is trying to draw a line between um, the psychic and yourself is difficult because you just you are a spirit, you are an energy form in a physical body, um, which actually is just an energy form, but we won't go there. <laughs> we could talk all day about that. So drawing a line, it's like drawing a line between yourself. You can't because it's all one thing. Well, but sometimes so, you're reading, sometimes you're reading and you're being psychic and sometimes it's just your ego speaking and it's right. not. Well, and see that's so where um if you when you're one and when you're the other. Well, yeah, and it's I think it's just refining um you know the the line would be what I, at least what I teach and what I've learned through decades. <laughs> you know, um, is that the line is actually between when you're in your feelings, because that's when the psychic um, energy is able to come through, and when you're in your intellect. So that seems to be the line that makes the difference. As soon as you snap out of your feelings and into your intellect, then you're no longer that that energy is no longer able to move through you. That seems to be the on-off switch, from what I've seen over the years, and so. Go ahead. 
I was just going to say, I, I also can tell when um, I'm being read that sometimes people are in one zone and they can switch into another zone. So if, right. they're, if they're reading me from their ego, like if what's going in my life makes no intellect, what's going on in my life might not make any intellectual sense. Mm-hmm. And you start looking at it and then judge it from your ego, then right. you're giving from me starts getting tainted by the person who's giving it. Correct. need to move themselves out of the way and just give it. So it's interesting to watch it from this side of the table as well. <laughs> that makes sense. Absolutely. You yeah. we, you know, we have the center in Sedona, um, Sacred Light of Sedona, and uh, we have we only have three readers. We have Jessica, who owns the place, myself, and then James, who is very young, but but very open and very talented. And and uh, <clears throat> so what we do is we actually work with each other kind of at least once or twice a week and just make sure that, especially with James, because he's young and new on his path, um, we make sure that when the readings are being done, he's he's not in his intellect because that's when, when a reader is in their intellect, that's when they start doing exactly what you're talking about. They may get some insight, but then it's like they fill in the blanks. You know, and uh, and so it's that's not a clear reading. And so, you know, what we do, at least with in our center and with the readers that we work with, and when we teach people, is we teach them to get into their feelings and to real to recognize when they're out of their feelings and into their intellect. Because when you're in your feelings and you're just allowing that to flow, um, the angels can talk to you, the ascended masters can talk to you. That flow is nice and smooth from whatever source you're pulling from. And uh, once you hit your your intellect, it's not so clear anymore. You may be getting outside influence, but it's not from the uh, from the ascended places, you know. Mm-hmm. So and so that's, um, you know, getting back to the kids, because that's our topic really today is growing up psychic. That's one of the things that we work with with the kids is understanding um, how to, like you're saying, turn it on and turn it off you know, so that they remember they can turn it back on, and if they need to, they can turn it off, because it's, it doesn't always serve you to be on 100%. You said you're very, um, oh, I'm sorry, that was the last, wow, I'm really not awake. So are you empathic, because I'm feeling empath from you. I'm something. It could be him. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so do you kind of pick up on the feelings, and like if somebody else has a hurt leg, you kind of feel their, you suddenly your leg starts hurting, or... If somebody's in a bad mood, you can kind of pick up their mood without thinking about it, that kind of thing. I'm always told that I can do that, but I don't get that I can do that. Well, yeah, because it's natural for you, so you're probably not seeing it. I feel very strongly the empathic. I just realized you hadn't said it out loud. So, um, so you know, when you're empathic, it's beneficial to know how to turn it off. It's beneficial to switch into the intellect rather than, you know, or whatever you want to call that line that switches things because it can be very draining when you're empathic and you if you don't turn it off because you're just pulling in everybody's stuff everywhere. And so that is one of the things that we work with with the kids is, um, you know, how to decide when do you want to pick stuff up and when don't you, you well, know. I happen to have children that uh-huh. are young. And um, I thought my daughter was a bit gifted, but... Then again, they switched back to just being kids. When uh, when she was three years old, she said to me in the back seat of the car while we're driving down the road, she's sitting in her car seat, she said, Mom, when am I going to get to see my other mother? Said, what, are you talking, what are you talking about, your other mother? Right. You know, you know, Mom, the mom, the other mother that lives on the hillside in Hallelujah, You know, it's funny because that's um, actually one of the topics we were going to talk about today is uh, when, because it's very, very common for kids to do that, talk about the other parents. And uh, it's because they're remembering. They haven't forgotten that that past life yet. And so uh, it's actually one of the places we were going is also the, the, um, when they're about three, they're pretty open, four, they're pretty open. Around five or six, they may continue to be open, but they also may kind of just 
seem like, well, maybe not so much. Maybe they're just shutting it off or maybe I just imagined that or, you know, and it's almost like they hit this certain phase where, okay, now you have to learn how to live in the regular world. And so they kind of close it down for a little bit unconsciously. And uh, and so they, they probably are still showing signs in different ways. You can probably still uh, keep that going by playing games and things like that. Um, you know, for me, oh. my mom used to, we used to lay on the ground and, and maneuver the clouds with our minds. We used to change the shapes of the clouds with our minds. And uh, so games like that, that kind of kept my sensitivity going. But then come about 13, 12, 13, 14, it'll start coming back again. Well, so, my, with my daughter, with my daughter, it, it immediately blossomed into something really difficult to deal with. Mm, okay. Uh-uh. Because well, for one thing, my my now ex husband was not into this concept <laughs> That's at <an> all. Issue. <laughs> and right. and my daughter was doing things like, well, if I'm not going to get my way, my other mother's going to make it right, and I don't have to oh. listen or daddy because my other. And then it just bloomed into a real big pain in the butt. Yeah, and, so and sometimes my, when it's something like that. I just want to interject really quickly because this needs to. This is a point that needs to be made. You bring up a really good point. Sometimes when it's like that, um, it's not just them mem- remembering their past life. If it's something where they're thinking the parents are an integral part of things that are happening now, it's a soul that's like a like a stuck. I call them confused souls, but but a soul that's influencing them, that's talking to them from the astral plane that is kind of influencing them in a negative manner. And so that's where you have more of like an entity issue. That's probably very likely. Huh. So, and they really can uh, influence the situation in the home and in the family in in really powerful ways. So do you need to grab that and we can we can continue talking about this topic for you? I'm going to call them. Oh. oh, I'm so sorry. I totally thought she was gone. I'm so sorry. Let me go ahead and pull her back. <laughs> it was quiet for a while. Okay. Are you back with me now? Hello? Hello. Hello. Wait. I'm sorry. I thought you were gone, so I pulled you off and then realized you were there. Oh, no, I turned my sound down, and so I couldn't hear you responding. <laughs> sorry. Sorry. <laughs> I'm going to call them right back, but... um. So basically, it got real bad until finally my ex-husband said, uh, if you bring up her again, I'm taking her right to jail, and she'll, she'll be gone forever or something like that. Okay, and, uh, okay. And it went away. Yeah, because he got really ugly. I mean, he's like, you know, I am not putting up with this another minute. It is not, it is not to be tolerated. Right. It probably, right. Was, it probably an was an entity that then just went, then okay, I'm out of here because I'm not going to get I'm not going to get I'm anything gonna, out of this. Yeah. Okay, well, then she went on, like, so now she's 10, and mm-hmm. she started it up uh, a few months back and was telling me about what it was like to die in the hospital, and I think she was making it all up. To be quite honest, I felt like she was making it all up, but she described her house and how telephones used to be connected to the wall, and... uh her mother was the doctor with long hair, and she's holding a clipboard, and uh, she died as a child. And I, for the life of me, I think she was making it all up. Hmm. Well, you never, well, know. never know. That's the beautiful That's... part about life, right? <laughs> <laughs> and kids, you just really never know. I mean, you can get, I think as moms, with the connection we have to our kids, if we're open to the fact that it could be true, if we feel that they're kind of making it up, in a lot of cases, again, kids really gather these souls that that no longer have bodies. And so it could be something was kind of feeding her a story. Say this and see what she... I mean, it, it sounds kind of creepy, but it's not really. I mean, you think about it. You know, there's there's a lot going on in other dimensions. And so we're kind of coexisting with many dimensions. And so it's perfectly likely that there was another friend there you know, and feeding her a story. And, and, but I think your gut, you would know whether she was being real or not. 
I was entertained, but it in my gut, it kind of felt like she was just getting really creative with whatever was about to come out of her mouth and was going to own it. Right, right. And I think that happens. It's 10 o'clock. And, and the other thing was um, she walked into a, a place where there was a bunch of stones and went right up to a big wand of selenite, picked it up, held it, and said, Oh, Mom, I can feel this. I've got to have it. And she has she and her friends and her brother have a um, a obsession with crystals and rocks and mm. you know I'm into this kind of stuff and I got to say that I do not share any of that interest at all. Right. That's, well, it's probably not, not a part of your past. It's probably a part of their past. Um, she's probably a crystal a crystal kid, which is um, a you know there's they're basically you can even Google like crystal kids you know, crystal children, and it's kind of a personality type. Um, it's a frequency, it's a higher frequency than uh, we typically have in this generation. So, you know, you had the indigos, and there was a big fuss made about the indigo kids, but after the indigos, and you had the crystals and the stars and the star seeds, and so there's these different frequencies of children coming through. And so you do find that the crystal kids uh, are sort of the same vibration as the stones and so they'll they'll really be attracted to the crystals and that kind of thing and and they can really be of assistance the uh, stones uh can and box flower i'm feeling really strongly box flower remedies i don't know if you're familiar with them or not but they're um you might want to look into those because they help shift behavior with just the energy of the flower. So it's just like a tincture that you put in water or juice or something. I use them with my kids. And uh, because these kids are more of a vibrational pattern than a physical, dense sort of pattern, mm-hmm. uh, the box flower remedies work very well with them. And uh, and so you may want to just kind of look those up. And I'll, I'll uh, put a link to something on the show description for you so that you and, you and anybody else, any other parents who who would like to check them out, Ken. Um, there's nothing other than just energy, you know, uh, so as far as vibration of the particular flower. So it's not like herbs where they have a physical effect. Mm-hmm. They have an energetic effect on behavior, and they really do work. They're amazing. So um, that may be something you want to check into. And, uh, mm-hmm. you know, I think these kids are, are very different. They're very special. They're very beautiful and wonderful. They are also ones who need strong parenting (laughs) because they come in and they get very quickly, they understand very quickly that they can just really run the show because the people that are here running the world, the teachers, the parents, the whoever, don't have a clue what it is that they bring to the table. They don't have a clue how to handle them. And so um, it's, it's important for you to be the parent you know, from an early age and really um, you have to understand them and communicate, learn how to communicate on their terms and that kind of thing, but you also need to be the parent because they do live in this world and so they do need to be able to function in this world otherwise you're not doing them any favors because they'll be these wonderfully talented, incredibly sensitive beings who go crazy. I mean, it's just basically they'll end up in jail, they'll end up medicated, and that's what's happening to a lot of them uh, because they're not finding that balance. Yeah. Yeah, and I'm I'm seeing these people um, medicating their children that they could have just been parented. Right, exactly. And it takes work, you know, but parenting is work. That's the way it goes. So, um, okay, so I'm going to go ahead and... And uh, carry on because we have about 20 minutes left and then we're going to do our meditation. And uh, do you have anything else you would like to share with parents out there or any questions um, since since we're here talking? Is there anything else I can do for you? I'm an endless list of questions. I could go I, on. You know what? That. Email some of them. Email some of them to me here because we're going to do this topic, uh, this Growing Up Psychic. I think we're going to do this pretty much all week because we have a lot of comments and questions coming in from parents, and it's a really important topic. So by all means, send some stuff in, okay? Well, thank you. All right, and we'll talk to you again soon, maybe. All right. Bye. <laughs> all right, have a great day. Bye. 
Okay. Well, that's great. I love when people call in, and it's just so much more fun to talk to a person than uh, than just myself. <laughs> my kids, <clears throat> my kids say they're not at all surprised that I can just talk for an hour with nobody listening or or you know visibly nobody there. Like I can just carry this conversation on endlessly <laughs> with no no real perception of who's listening. So, um, you know, I will say that we have this one very faithful caller who is here every single day, and it was a student of mine in Florida. And I just want to give a special shout-out to him. Hello, Daniel. Good morning, Daniel. And uh, just, it's so nice. I just really want to thank him. It's so incredibly nice to see that one phone number there, so I know I'm not all alone here. And uh, and so I don't feel like I'm just talking out to the ethers. Because <laughs> so, a lot of people listen to this show on the archives, so... Um, it's very nice. Thank you, Daniel, for all that you do already. And we're going to hopefully have Daniel out in Sedona with us working fairly soon. And uh, we're working on that project. And so things are growing. SacredLightOfSedona.com, by the way, is the uh, is the website for the center that I work with in Sedona. And she did just recently put up a video. It's it's a little bit older. Like the center has, has changed a lot since then. It's, it's a few months old, um, the video. But... <clears throat> It gives you a nice sense of what it's like in there. and So if you would uh, like to check that out. We do have another caller that would like to come over and speak. Hello, Miss Owner of Sacred Light of Sedona. How are you today? Hello, Truth. I am good. How are you? <laughs> I'm fabulous. Okay, so everybody, this is Jessica who owns Sacred Light of Sedona, who made the fabulous video that I was just talking about and also has some pretty amazing kids herself. And uh, so so what's up today? Have you been listening, or have you just joined us? Or Well, I've just, I've just joined you, so it's no fair. What video are you talking about? <laughs> the one on your website that you made. I was oh, just okay. inviting people to go to the website and look at the video, and, you know, and uh, we also, I think, I'm trying to talk Jessica into starting phone readings from Sacred Light of Sedona. I think that would be pretty nifty if you could... I, you guys email her at the website and let her know if you think it would be neat if you could call Sedona and have like an an hour reading or whatever with a Sedona psychic without having to actually go to Sedona. Um, some of you don't know, but Sedona is kind of like the mecca in the U.S. for for psychic, metaphysical, mystical stuff. So uh, because of the energy there, but anyway, so just let her know if you think that would be neat. SacredLightOfSedona dot com. <laughs> <laughs> So what would you like to share with us today, Miss Jessica? <laughs> well, I don't know. What are we What are we talking about? Is it we are still the- doing the growing up psychic. You know, we've had we actually had a lot of uh, comments and questions emailed, and I think we're going to do this topic um, all day. I mean, all day, <laughs> all week, actually. And uh, and so, you know, we we had we had um, one person uh, that that send an email that with questions talking about, it was Zane. Um, you've heard me talk about Zane in Florida and Michelle. Um, so little bitty one, he's, I think she said he's five now. So he's about Aiden's age. And uh, she was talking about the different things that were going on with him when he was little. And one of the things she brought up was that, you know, he seems to not be talking about past life stuff as much anymore. He seems to not be um, really vocalizing like he used to about the stuff that made her believe he was gifted to begin with and is he shutting down and she's worried about that and I just wondered because he's about the same age as Aiden are you seeing a shift in Aiden is he becoming more vocal less vocal about the different things that he's sensing and feeling what are you noticing with that well you know it's interesting that you say five because um, a lot of parents that come into the center they tell me that, you know, age five is where they notice their kids stop. And they they often ask me why. The only thing I can come up with is, you know, they're in, they start school around that time. So when they're telling other kids, you know, are other kids saying, no, that's not true, you know, that's just a ghost, or, you know, other kids putting in their opinion. Aiden, fortunate for me, is um, in Montessori school, so they're <laughs> here in Sedona. Not only um, say not only Montessori, but Montessori in Sedona. Wow. <laughs> right. So, so 
so here in Sedona, I think um, when he mentions stuff like that, because I have been noticing that he's doing it more often, and he's becoming more vocal about his angels and um, him, you know, being psychic, like he says now. And um, <laughs> and I think it's because, you know, not only do we nourish that in him, those gifts in him, but the school does as well, you know. So the schools recognize that he is a gifted child and, you know, and when he says stuff like that, they'll ask him more about it, you know, rather than shutting right. him up and telling him not to speak, they ask him to explain more. And so he's able to open himself up and, and really dive in, I feel. And um, and then he feels like what what he has to say is, you know, not only valid, but is, um, he's being given an opportunity to speak about it. Right, right. Most, I almost think it's like interesting. Show tell, almost like show and tell for the gifted. <laughs> right, there you go. Sedona's version of show and tell. <laughs> what color energy ball can you manifest? <laughs> oh, I could so see it. So I think, you know, and, and we had touched on this a little bit before you called in, uh, just before you called in. I think in a lot of cases, too, like you said, they're starting school and that kind of thing. And I I think it's just, uh, okay, now we're out in the world and there's so much more to focus on, you know, and there's other things to talk about, there's other things, people to play with and that kind of thing, and maybe they just don't talk about it as much. Um, But I do notice that some kids around that age begin to shut down a little bit, and um, one of the points that that Michelle made when she, uh, you know, was talking to me about Zane is that she's continuing to play games with him like, you know, um, she said something about the stoplights, like can we make it turn green or something. And so she's finding little games to play with him that are psychic games, like can you, you know, okay, I'm thinking of a number, can you, you know, kind of just play a game, like what number do you are you seeing or feeling or whatever. And um, so, which is exactly what my mom did, you know. We did all these little games, and and we did guided meditations that were just, oh, isn't this a nice relaxing time, isn't this fun, We'll take a trip in our heads, but really it was a guided meditation now that I'm older and I see what she was doing. And so I think that if you have these kids and you see that they're beginning to shut down, maybe don't don't push them talking about things, but understand that perhaps they're moving into another phase of development and move along with the phases. I think that's probably the healthy way to handle it. And then what happens is, you know, um, the, we have then the teenagers that come into the center too. Yeah. <laughs> that can be a little out of control, and the parents are like, what the hell do I do with this thing now? <laughs> <You know? laughs> and so I think those are probably, you know, that's a situation where if they had been guided along the way, even though they weren't talking about it anymore, that um, they would have been able to handle it better when it came, the parents or the kids. I think the parents need more help handling it than the kids. But, uh, you know, and so, well, I think Aiden's probably a special case because, I mean, his mom owns a metaphysical center. He's in Sedona where this is the norm. Like, that's really not a normal childhood where, you know, that's more like the childhood that I had. You know, it's fabulous, but it's not common. And so um, I think, you know, helping along the different phases is really important. So do you, are you finding that other parents are finding you? Like at the center, You are you having a lot of parents find you there? Yeah, um, more and more, the more I do readings, um, the more I'm, I'm finding, you know, whenever um, I don't have a reader and I do a reading or, or someone's drawn that, you know, no, I want her, um, I'm finding that it's a parent of, you know, a child or children that they really don't know what to do with it, right. you know. And and so I also get the ones who are concerned, you know, they don't want their ch- their children to lose the gift or, you know, um, stuff it away. They want them to develop it, which is fabulous. I love, you know, I love seeing those parents and, right. um, and helping them, you know, to just see things a little differently because, you know, it's, it's perfect perfect thing what you said. Here in Sedona, Aiden and Elijah are, you know, going to have, they're going to have it easy, you know. 
But um, Alyssa, my 15-year-old, she lives in Florida, and she doesn't have it so easy, but she's still developing. Um, But, you know, like you said, she doesn't talk about it very much. Anytime I ask her any questions about her angels or whatever, she just doesn't say anything. She's 15, you know. And um, But I'll see it in her. You know, when I watch her when she's um, here for the summer and, you know, I well, watch and the- you know what? Let me just yeah. interrupt you. Let's talk real quickly about she does use it because when she was at that modeling thing, mm-hmm. she – talk about what what you guys did with the angels – because I think people need to realize that it's not just this freaky thing. Like, it's actually a thing you can implement day to day. So yeah. tell us, because that's a great story. She is very – now, Alyssa met her angels through my, my class, the angel meet and greet, when she was, I think, 10. I'm pretty sure she was 10. Um, <laughs> we debate over the age, but about that age. Um, and so now tell us about when you guys were – you were at a modeling thing. She wanted to be a model and – and it was a big deal in Phoenix, and it was very yeah. competitive and high level. So go ahead and tell us about it with the angels. Yeah, um, she went to a you know modeling scout thing, and there were a bunch of girls there, all beautiful, and they weren't picking everyone. You know, um, here in Flagstaff, they were just um, selecting a few to go forward to Phoenix and meet the agents and meet you know different people, and so it was like thousands of girls showing up and um i remember her sitting there and being so nervous and she's like what if they don't what if they don't recognize me everyone who's beautiful my looks aren't gonna gonna cut it and i said well how about your angels and she looks at me and she goes you know what great idea and she sat down called in her angels and she said you know and i was proud about her wording so she said if this is in my best interest for me to move forward to if this will be a good ex- learning experience, let him recognize me. Nice. And, yeah, so then she sat and she was, you know, looking at him, and she goes, is there a way I can I can connect with his angel? And I said, sure, just go through yours. And so she connected, you know, asked her angel to speak to his angel and let him notice her and really send him this warm feeling about her, about her true inner self. And sure enough, when, you know, every time she was saying something, he would look over at her, you know, and she was saying it in her head. And she was, yes, she was sitting in the front row, but he had girls in front of him that he he was talking to, and he would glance over at her and smile and look back at the girl in front of him. And (laughs) she would laugh every time she's like, I think he just noticed me. I said, well, what did you ask for? (laughs) Right. But... So it really there, is amazing. You can teach them to work with their angels, and then you know that it's from an angelic realm, and the angels are not going to help them do anything that's not in their best interest. Teaching them to word it that way helps them understand that getting what you want is not always in your best interest. And so right. she, you know, yes, she has a harder time because she's living in Florida, but but she chose that route because she had the choice to be wherever she wanted and she chose to stay in Florida rather than be in Sedona where it would be an easier time with this. So it must be a part of her path or something, you know, right. because she's chosen that over and over again. So, um, you know, it's interesting. And, and Elijah, you know, this is an amazing thing about how they are before they're ever born. They come into the situation they want to be in. Elijah was not expected. <laughs> What, was it like as you guys were packing the truck or something, Elijah came about? <laughs> I don't know what it but it was some it was some crazy thing. So so do you remember when we were standing on the deck of the bed and breakfast, Sedona Dreammaker bed and breakfast, by the way, if you guys go to Sedona, that's the really the only place to stay. It's it's just amazing. But we were standing on the observation deck well before we ever thought about moving. You know, the two families moved out here together and uh and so do you remember we were talking about there was a child who wanted to be born out there? Yeah. Yeah, it was so funny. He's being boisterous right now because we just got to the school. But, um, he, yeah, he, um, yeah, we both felt that. We were like, wow, you know, I'm, I'm not going to get pregnant again until it's time to move out here. And totally unexpected, you know, and, um, 
and it was it was quite interesting because we were actually we we rented the U-Haul and we were you know the rider truck whatever and we were about to start journeying and things just didn't feel right and oh, surprise I'm pregnant. <laughs> he was very definite about he wanted to start his experience out here and if you were going to be in Florida he probably wouldn't have come. You know because. It was such an integral part of his, he had to be in a place. First of all, I think he had to be near all those vortexes because of his high level of energy. And um, and also, he, it wasn't meant for him to be in Florida. That would have been a pointless journey for him. You know, because right. really when we're born, it's a journey. And so, you know, is the family that we're going into going to be going, journeying? In the, are we going to hop into that car? Are they going the direction we want to go? And if they're not, then we hop into another car that's going the direction we want to go. It, in other words, metaphorically, right. <laughs> the car being the family, just in case anybody out there didn't get it, me and my silly metaphors. But um, So do you need to go? Are you dropping Mr. Aiden off yep. at this fabulous Sedona school? Yeah. All right. Thank you for, for calling in again. That's awesome. Miss Jessica you. Sullivan of Sacred Light of Sedona. You guys should check it out. And uh all right. Well, we have Mr. Daniel who would like to speak today, so we're going to pull him over now. And uh, thank you, Jessica, for calling in and sharing. Welcome. Enjoy, guys. All right. All right. You guys have a great day. All right. And we are going to pull Mr. Daniel over for the last. We have just about eight minutes left, and uh, so I guess we're missing our our meditation again today. <laughs> How are you, sir? Good morning. I'm doing quite well, thank you. How are you? I'm I'm good. It's been a busy show today. That's fabulous. Yes, it has. I actually wanted to make it very brief. I wanted to maybe slip in one or two minutes right before the meditation, so there would still be okay. time for that. But ah, uh, you're awesome. I just to, oh, I just wanted to thank you. You you totally made me smile. And uh-huh. uh, maybe one thing uh, that I wanted to touch on very briefly is that I. Uh, I had the privilege of actually attending the class that uh, that you've mentioned a few times, the uh, angel meet and greet, and um, the the gift order that you discussed was was wonderful because it actually helped me look back on my life growing up and see some things that uh, I I really didn't have any understanding of as far as um, what it actually meant uh, for for me specifically, and so um, just what I wanted to share about that is that. Uh, my gift order, as you put it, uh, the very top thing was that I'm empathetic, and then after that was uh, inner knowing. And mm-hmm. so the way that I would perceive things is probably a lot different than the way a lot of other people who uh, who are maybe more in tune with uh, with the other realms than a lot of people. And so uh, you you did a show on uh, on empaths, and um, maybe that's something that you could possibly touch on tomorrow if you don't already have a, a route mapped out as far as where you want to go with that show because, um, well, for me, it was, oh, my goodness, it was just uh, it was very overwhelming at times because I would get all of these feelings, and I thought I was a bit crazy because there was just so, so much coming at me from everywhere, and it was the, the line that you were talking about with your previous caller before Jessica. Uh, yes, um, yes was was super important because I had no idea that uh that there was such a concept, much less where to actually draw that line and and how to go about developing so nice. maybe for uh those who are more empathetic or have the inner knowing thing going on, that might be a, a direction to head um because the way that we perceive things or at least the way that I perceive things seems to be a lot different from uh from those who who actually see things or, or hear things right. Right, and I think you know that's the thing is we we expect that we're all going to have the same experience when we have an experience, and that's just not the truth. And you know, also, you know, like with my ex husband, when I I was seeing things and hearing things, he medicated me and had me put away. <laughs> you know, and I talk to parents all the time that are thinking their kids are hallucinating when in fact they're just sensitive, and just because you don't see or hear it doesn't mean. It's not there. Sorry, I don't know. Did you all hear that on your end, Daniel? I don't know. The beagle just I threw his... It was a, yeah, so it was it the beagle like throwing a... his ball at me. <laughs> <laughs> He's a little frustrated and thinks it's playtime, so he actually threw his, his ball up on the table. <laughs> Love it. Ah, yes. So, 
Um, okay, so I think that's a good topic, and we're actually going to continue with the growing up psychic, but we're going to implement the types of perception and how they work and the differences between uh, feeling and and uh, analytical, your analytical mind, your blanking on the on the words because my dog keeps throwing his ball at me. <clears throat> this is why people do radio shows in studios because they don't have dogs throwing balls at them. So, um, so I think I that's a fabulous that. idea. I appreciate that. Oh, well, so. thank you. And I, I did want to make a super quick plug here uh, before the meditation. Um, like I said, I have the great benefit of attending one of your classes. So whenever you take them around the country, or if anybody happens to be in Sedona, it, it truly was a life-changing experience for me. And I have oh. no idea where I would be these days without it. So um, anybody who is able to do one of uh, one of Truth's uh, angel meet and greets, I highly recommend it. And so I just wanted to give you a plug. I on didn't your even behalf. pay him or anything. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, I will be going. I will be starting touring um, actually fairly soon. So like within the next six months, I'll be doing different tours in different regions. Um, and also, I want to let people know if you're coming into Sedona and you don't see an angel meet and greet scheduled on the calendar, it doesn't matter. Just You just call us, and what we do is we always have a waiting list. And so we'll put people together for the time that you're in Sedona because we have so many visitors that uh, we kind of do them impromptu. So um, just, you know, if you're going to be in Sedona or if you're there, just let us know and we'll we'll put one together for you if you so choose. So, yeah, can't wait for you to do the new one because it's it's four hours of fun now. <laughs> We have, you know, we just really have taken the same class, but we don't rush through it now. And so it's just, uh, it's pretty amazing. As a, And it goes by so fast. People are always stunned that it's been four hours, you know. So I can't wait to check out this new format because I remember the one that uh, that I attended was uh, somewhere between an hour and a half and two, if I remember correctly. Right. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. Wow. It's so much better now. So much better now. So. Anyway, okay, so we are about three minutes away from the end. Do you have anything else that you would like to share about? Oh, um, no. I know, I know. Okay, so. I'm sorry, I was hoping that I would be a bit quicker in a lot of time for meditation. <laughs> but, uh... You know, on the archives, everybody, If you, I think it's good to start your day with a meditation. So on the archives, after we're done the show, go back through and just the last 10 minutes of any show, you'll find a nice guided meditation. I think it's well worth it to just go back and do one of those. Um, so we didn't do one yesterday and we didn't do one today, but hopefully tomorrow. It's such a it's such a good topic, though. We've got so many people so involved, you know. And uh, so I thank you for sharing. Is there, thank you, you know, very much. Okay, and so... I don't know where this came from, but um, I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and pull you over so that so that you can do what you like. Do you have anything else to share or no? Oh no, just have a wonderful day, and uh, I very much appreciate your show. So I'm happy that even though uh, some people might not actually be able to attend the, uh, the class, I'm sorry, there's a plane flying overhead now, trying to block the microphone <laughs> as much as I can. But uh, at the very least, people were able to to get some of what you offer in the classes through the radio show, and it's available for the whole. Thank you. I'm having a lot of fun doing it. So, okay. Well, you have a fine day, sir, and we will talk to you again soon, no doubt. And uh, I'm going to go ahead and pull Daniel over. And we have about 90 seconds left. So I do want to just touch on what we'll be covering tomorrow. I think Daniel had some good ideas. We're going to talk about the different types of perceptions. So you can begin to understand that just because you're not experiencing something doesn't mean somebody else isn't. And just because somebody else is experiencing something it doesn't mean that you're not able to. You know, a lot of people say I'm not psychic because, well, we're all psychic, you know. And so understanding yourself and your kids better is important. And and we're also going to um, talk about, you know, there's a lot more kids coming forward saying, you know what, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm bi, I'm gay, I'm this, I'm that. And the parents are kind of freaking out. And so we're going to touch on that and how it's not so horrible, parents. It's okay. We can... We can work with this and work through this. It's a different time. And so we're going to touch on that tomorrow, I think, because it's important for people to understand. Um, I'm Truth Light. You can find me at Sacred Light of Sedona in Sedona, Arizona, or sacredlightofsedona.com, mysticaltruth.com, which is getting a facelift. So 
bear with me. It's functional, but it'll be prettier later. I hope you all will uh, join me tomorrow. And we just have a few, just maybe 10 seconds left. So just take a nice deep breath. Oh, know that we are all one. And I love you. And uh, we will see you tomorrow. All right, everybody, have a great day.